Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, September 7th. U.S. stocks continued to rise as the Fed released its Beige Book, commentary on the nation's business activity that is used by policymakers to prepare for monetary policy decisions. As a result, the markets continued to speculate as to the size of the Fed rate hike later this month. Treasury yields declined and the U.S. dollar moved lower, coming off its rally to more than a 20-year high. Crude oil prices fell sharply and gold rose. Newell Brands lowered its full-year guidance, while Coupa Software topped earnings estimates and issued an upbeat outlook. In other equity news, shares of United Airlines went up after the company upwardly revised its expected revenue growth for the current quarter. Mortgage applications declined for a fourth straight week as mortgage rates rise, and the trade deficit shrunk by a slightly smaller amount than projected. Asia finished mostly lower, but China bucked the trend, while Europe ended the day mixed amid the continued rally in the U.S. dollar and ahead of tomorrow's monetary policy decision by the European Central Bank. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 436 points, or 1.4%, to 31,581. The S&P 500 index increased 72 points, or 1.8%, to 3,980 and the Nasdaq Composite advanced 247 points, or 2.1%, to 11,792. In moderate volume, 3.8 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil dropped $4.94 to $81.94 per barrel, Elsewhere, the gold spot price increased $15.90 to $1,728.80 per ounce, and the dollar index declined 0.6% to 109.57. In equity news on Wednesday, Newell Brands, ticker symbol NWL, lowered its full-year earnings and revenue guidance, saying that although it remains enthusiastic about the back-to-school season and continues to see solid growth in the commercial business, it has experienced a significantly greater-than-expected pullback in retailer orders and continued inflationary pressures on the consumer. Shares were slightly higher. Coupa Software, ticker symbol COUP, reported adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $0.20, above the $0.09 faxed estimate, with revenues rising 18% year-over-year to $211 million, topping the street's forecast of $204 million. The business management software company issued full-year earnings per share and revenue guidance that came in above expectations. Shares of Coupa Software rose sharply. And in other equity news, shares of United Airlines Holdings, ticker symbol UAL, increased after the company upwardly revised its revenue growth estimate for the current quarter to 12% versus 2019 levels, above the prior forecast of 11% after citing a strong demand environment. The airline company also raised its adjusted operating margin forecast after noting improvement in non-fuel operating costs. The S&P 500 index has fallen for a third straight week, pulling back from the rally off the June 16th lows, driven by the market's anticipation of continued aggressive monetary policy tightening. 
Last week's employment report also fostered some volatility. And Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest article titled, Are Jobs Living on the Edge? How the August jobs report delivered something for both economic bulls and bears. But what matters more in the near term is the Fed's focus on seeing a continued easing in labor demand. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the MBA Mortgage Application Index dipped 0.8% last week, following the prior week's decrease of 3.7%. The index is down for a fourth straight week, as a 1.1% drop for the refinance index was accompanied by a 0.7% decline for the purchase index. The decrease came as the average 30-year mortgage rate moved 14 basis points higher to 5.94% and is up 291 basis points versus a year ago. The trade balance showed that the July deficit narrowed by a slightly smaller amount than expected, decreasing to $70.7 billion from June's upwardly revised deficit of $80.9 billion, and compared to forecasts of a decline to $70.2 billion. Exports ticked 0.2% higher month-over-month, and imports fell 2.9% month-over-month. In afternoon action, the Fed released its Beige Book, an anecdotal read on national business activity used by policymakers to prepare for their next monetary policy decision that is set to come during the next FOMC meeting on September 21st. The report showed that when looking at all 12 districts, economic activity was mostly unchanged on balance, with five districts reporting slight to modest growth in activity, and another five reported slight to modest softening, while the other two districts held steady. Most districts reported steady consumer spending as households started to shift spending away from discretionary goods and towards food and other essential items. Manufacturing activity grew in several districts, but the report did note the supply chain and labor shortage issues continued to put a strain on production. Demand for energy products was robust, but production remained constrained due to low supply of critical components. Additionally, home sales fell in all 12 districts. The outlook for future economic growth remained generally weak, and the report noted expectations for a further softening of demand over the next 6 to 12 months. Employment rose at a modest to moderate pace in most districts, and while overall labor market conditions remained tight, labor availability improved. Price levels remained highly elevated, but 9 of the 12 districts did report a degree of moderation in the growth rate. According to the report, quote, substantial price increases were reported across all districts, particularly for food, rent, utilities, and hospitality services, end quote. Although manufacturing and construction input costs did remain elevated, lower price and cooling demand alleviated cost pressures. The report stated that, quote, most contacts expected price pressures to persist at least through the end of the year, end quote. 
Treasuries were lower, with the yield on the two-year Treasury note decreasing six basis points to 3.44%, the yield on the 10-year note declining seven basis points to 3.27%, and the 30-year bond rate down eight basis points to 3.40%. The markets continue to digest last Friday's non-farm payroll report and recent favorable inflation data that seemed to initially cool worries about how aggressive the Fed will need to be to fight inflation pressures. But last month's comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, kept unusually high interest rate hikes on the table. The U.S. dollar has also rallied back to a multi-decade high. Powell is slated to speak tomorrow, and the markets will likely be looking to see if he adds any details on what the central bank could do later this month with its monetary policy. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses in our Schwab Market Perspective Mixed Signals how the Fed has embarked on one of the most rapid tightening cycles in over 40 years and with inflation continuing to outpace wage growth, more rate hikes are likely on the horizon. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and be sure to check out our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds?, which features Kathy. On tomorrow's economic calendar, we will get initial jobless claims for the week ended September 3rd, with economists projecting 235,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed, which is 3,000 more than last week's data point. Furthermore, we will get a read on continuing claims for the week ended August 27th, expected to remain at last week's 1,438,000 figure. Later in the day, consumer credit will hit the tape, with forecasts calling for consumer borrowing in July to come in at $32 billion, down from June's $40.2 billion print. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe ended the day mixed as the markets remained choppy amid a host of cross-currents and some likely caution ahead of tomorrow's monetary policy decision from the European Central Bank, which is expected to raise rates by 75 basis points. The choppiness in the markets has come courtesy of continued grappling with the economic ramifications of aggressively restrictive monetary policies on both sides of the pond, along with a festering energy crisis in the region that has ensued amid the ongoing war in Ukraine. The energy crisis was exacerbated as Russia shut off energy supplies to Europe through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline indefinitely this week, and as OPEC Plus over the weekend announced small production cuts. Inflation pressures have forced the Fed, Bank of England, and European Central Bank to tighten monetary policies. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. Also, Jeff discusses in his article titled The End of Rate Hikes how the signals from central banks that rate hikes, which began last year, may be coming to an end, could be welcome news for investors looking ahead to the next 12 months. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. 
In economic news, Germany's industrial production declined by a smaller amount than anticipated for July, and Eurozone second quarter GDP growth was revised to a higher pace of expansion than initially reported and slightly faster than seen in the first quarter. The data follows Monday's August services sector PMIs out of the Eurozone and UK, with the former falling into contraction territory and the latter slowing solidly but remaining in expansion territory. Euro finished higher versus the U.S. dollar, while the British pound was lower, falling to its weakest level in close to four decades. Bond yields in the Eurozone and the U.K. traded lower. The U.K. FTSE 100 index was down 0.9%, Switzerland's Swiss market index decreased 0.3%, Germany's DAX index rose 0.4%, Spain's IBEX 35 index traded 0.2% higher, while France's CAC 40 index and Italy's FTSE MIB index finished unchanged. Stocks in Asia finish mostly to the downside as the markets remain volatile amid increased expectations of continued aggressive monetary policies from most major central banks, led by the Fed in the U.S., which has boosted the dollar. However, mainland Chinese stocks managed to eke out a gain as China's central bank has diverged and actually loosened its policy recently. The moves come as China has continued to deploy COVID-related restrictions in parts of the country, which has negatively impacted economic growth. Chinese stocks gained ground despite data showing the country's export and import growth rose at smaller paces than anticipated for August. China, the world's second largest economy, has also been hampered by real estate struggles, regulatory crackdowns, and geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his latest article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In other economic news, Australia's second quarter GDP expanded at a 0.9% quarter-over-quarter pace, matching estimates and an acceleration from the 0.7% growth posted in the first quarter. Japan's Nikkei 225 index declined 0.7% with the yen extending recent weakness versus the U.S. dollar. The yen has hit multi-decade lows versus the greenback following a sharp drop that began in March, as the Bank of Japan also lags other key global central banks in monetary policy. The Hong Kong Hang Seng Index decreased 0.8%, South Korea's Kospi Index fell 1.4%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 0.3% to the downside. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index dropped 1.4% on the heels of yesterday's 50 basis point rate hike from the Reserve Bank of Australia, but China's Shanghai Composite Index ticked 0.1% higher. The markets will likely pay close attention to tomorrow's international economic calendar as the European Central Bank will release its long-awaited monetary policy decision. Additionally, we will get Japan's GDP figures as well as trade data out of Japan, France, and Australia.